Welcome back. I'm John Ralston. This is Ralston Live. And uh, today we're featuring Integrate for Good. We have Bev Weinberg. She's uh, here. First of all, Bev, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's uh, the more that I read up on uh, Integrate for Good, the more I remember our conversation uh, that we had at WMPV Radio. Uh, Probably it had to be five or seven years ago. I'm thinking it was, yeah. <laughs> but we haven't aged today. But I think oh, it was that long course. ago. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. And uh, but and it's uncanny that I have you here today um, because I have another group. I have uh, Barry Doherty. He's coming on. He's with a group that um, uh, takes. Uh, 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 disadvantaged uh, adults and uh, you know people who have aged out of the system and actually puts together plays and uh, you know just uh, I've been to some of these events that he's had and uh, some of the plays that feature uh, you know disadvantaged uh, um individuals, uh, people with learning disabilities, and, uh, and what an incredible thing. And I, I, I remember I was trying to get you two guys together last time. Today, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's There are so many people in the community, like, really doing wonderful and creative things and creating opportunity in so many ways, and that's what we're all about. And we love collaborating with other nonprofits and our for-profit community as well. So tell us uh, about Integrate for Good, how long you've been doing it, and basically what your mission is. Sure. So I am an occupational therapist by trade. I spent the first 25 years of my career in school districts working as a school-based therapist um, in the North Penn community, Souderton, most recently in Cheltenham. And what I realized in doing that work, especially when I worked with our high school students and what we call our super seniors who stay in school till they're 21 usually, I saw a lot of untapped talent. I saw a focus on trying to fix people and focus on what their challenges were. And what I thought really was needed was a focus on strength, a focus on ability and a focus on not seeing a person with a disability as broken, but instead figuring out what is the right context, what is the right environment where that person as a whole contributing important member of our community is gonna thrive. So I made a decision because I loved my work in school districts, but I knew that my, uh, my passion for this was needed elsewhere. So I decided to, to leave the nonprofit, I mean, rather to leave the school district world enter into the nonprofit space and bridge that gap between students that are in high school and the adult community, because that can be a very difficult transition for people and families. And we wanted to make sure that we can put great programming in place that creates the opportunities people in our community need. So and our mission, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, so briefly our mission is really about empowerment. We empower people with diverse abilities to share their talent through inclusive volunteerism and community leadership. I hear the birds out there in the distance. Uh, yeah, so I'm sorry you. about that. <laughs> no, I'm a little jealous that you're out in the air and uh, I have this fake background behind me, mostly in a room that is just 
congested with uh, storage. <laughs> you know, we're all trying to make it work during this pandemic, and I have two uh, teenagers here at home with us, and my husband working from home. So, and they often tell me that they hear me loud and clear in the house. So I thought, well, let me go out back and try to spare them from my enthusiasm a little bit so they can focus. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're just jealous, aren't they? Now, oh, uh, so yes, are you here, uh, our background here in Skipback, Pennsylvania? <laughs> oh, beautiful. That's great. Yeah, I'm totally jealous. Lots now, of wildlife. <laughs> now, one of the programs uh, that you have is called Operation Gratitude that uh, I was looking at. And uh, I'm sure some of your programs are um, uh, put on hold because of COVID, but um, could you tell us about some of the programs uh, starting with Operation Gratitude? Sure. So as I said, we love partnering with other nonprofit organizations, and one of those is Operation Gratitude. Um, what we love to do is figure out what people of diverse abilities are excited about and connect them for way, connect them to ways that they can serve um, aligned with their passion. So a lot of people with disabilities are excluded from serving in the military, but yet they still have that desire to serve. They have a sense of patriotism. They want to help. So an organization like Operation Gratitude and some of the other um, military support work that we do is we figure out ways that people whether they have a cognitive disability, a physical disability, developmental disability, whether they live with autism, can find ways to support our servicemen and women and our frontline workers in our own community, you know, from our grocery store clerks, you know, to people who are serving abroad, protecting our country. Um, so we'll do, um, we'll do what organizations need, what are they, our service people and frontline workers know that the whole community supports them. And at the same time, it gives people with disabilities a way to connect. Um, one of our board members, Kyle Woods, with Premier Payroll, he actually is a military serviceman himself. Um, so we're thrilled to have him serve our country, serve on our board, and you know serve the work that he does personally. So we see a great value in that. Um, COVID did have us pivot in creative ways, we'll say. Um, we were pivot 100 is a good word. Pivot. <laughs> I, 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 I hear um, that thrown around a lot. Uh, yeah, I, you know, at first I thought it was more of a four-letter word, but I realized that for us <laughs> to survive, fine. and it's not, um, but for us to survive. Um, so for example, we don't have a brick and mortar location for our nonprofit. We were 100% community-based until March 12th, and we were you know, on college campuses, Monco or Sinus, Temple Ambler, Gwendolyn Mercy University. We were in faith communities. We were at the Elmwood Park Zoo. Um, we were out volunteering in collaboration with our community. And now to keep people safe, we've switched to a 100% virtual platform, which we're thinking will stay that way through 2020. Wow. And yeah. we're actually launching a campaign. It's easy to feel that everything's canceled, right? Lots of disappointment. But our campaign is called Kindness Isn't Canceled because mm -hmm. we can still be kind and we can still serve from where we are. So Monday, um, good timing for us because Monday, September, our Kindness Isn't Canceled virtual campaign. And that is a collection of four events on Zoom every week where people can connect and serve for serving the military included in that. We have creating sleeping mats for, from the plastic bags you have piled up in your home. Um, we have 
act around mental health support. Um, so all of those all of those programs, all 14 of them, are free to the community. Um, so we encourage people to visit our website, and they, we do encourage people, while well, we require people to register, even though it's free, then they'll get the Zoom link, and that's how we keep our events secure, because we're trying to avoid those Zoom bombers that have been making their appearances around the community during this time. We want to keep our events, you know, positive. Um, so people can register for free, connect with people, make new friends, and give back, um, which isn't canceled during this time. So we're encouraging people and it's family members, all ages, all abilities are welcome. Yeah, tell us about uh, the program Smiles for Seniors. Yeah, so this is again, like our core value, one of our core values is collaboration. Mm -hmm. So you'll hear me, everything I, I mentioned, I talk about who we're working with to do it. And for that, very interesting partnership. That is a partnership with the Skip Back and on Facebook, I think it was, I saw that um, this was very early on in the pandemic. They were delivering the prescriptions to the seniors, so the seniors didn't have to leave their homes. And they were asking people to make cards, handmade cards from the community that this pharmacy would then sterilize and hold on to for 72 hours, make sure those cards were safe, and they would deliver them. Um, so people could just create those cards, drop them off at the pharmacy, um, and let that senior know that at a time they might feel very physically distanced and isolated, they weren't forgotten. Yeah, uh, I had a personal thing, a family member uh, was in the hospital during the COVID crisis. Oh my gosh. And, and um, it was very difficult, you know, because people basically uh, didn't think you you knew they were there in the hospital, you, you know, it was, it was so hard to uh, uh, schedule a visit through through most of the hospitals, and especially up until about May, you know, and uh, it, it, it was very difficult, uh, you know, especially with COVID. Yeah, and you, you know, I remember seeing on TV, you know, still where you see like family members visiting their family members who might be living in, in assisted living or something like that, and they're just knocking on their door and, you know, on their window, and just mm -hmm. waving through the window, you know, to keep people safe. And, you know, safety is our number one priority in our organization too. And we wanna let people know that while we have to be physically distant, we can still be socially connected. Um, and we can, you know, we can use Zoom, we can be really creative around that while still keeping people safe, which is so important. Uh, tell us about some of your amazing staff. I was on the website and, uh, checking out uh, behind the scenes uh, some of the people. You know, I used to be a web developer, so uh, I was looking at your website and I was really impressed. And uh, you were telling me off air before the interview, uh, you actually have somebody uh, that was able to do the website for you. I, I'll tell you, I, I'm really impressed with that site. Uh, I take credit for our website. I can take no credit for our website. <laughs> okay. um, Nick Welsh is an incredibly talented young man. I brought him on board when he was 19. Um, he does not have formal training, didn't go to college for this. He is brilliant and self-taught. He lives with um, autism and muscular dystrophy and um, some other disabilities as well. But he doesn't let that stop him um, from sharing his talent and ability. He started with me, I needed a video made. And it was early on when I started Integrate for Good and I thought I could just get an impact video donated. 
well, there's a lot involved in video production. And I think I learned that after the fact. And lo and behold, no one was stepping up to volunteer and make this video for me that I needed for our work. Mm -hmm. So I was giving a keynote address at Montgomery County Community College to families of people with disabilities, students with uh, their own children with disabilities. And a mother came up to me and she said, that's not what my kids do. Thing. And it is true. Um, one day after Nick did the video, I was just venting to him and I said, you know, everyone tells me I should be able to create my own website that it's easy. I'm like, that isn't true. I'm like, no, maybe for other people. I'm like, no, I said, oh my gosh, how am I going to, I can't afford, you know, to pay a lot for this website. And Nick was able to come on board. He said, well, I create websites. And when I saw his work, it blew my mind because of his autism, his attention to detail. Our website is accessible to people on the back end that people don't even realize in terms of people with visual impairment, auditory impairment, the fonts that we use for people that might have dyslexia. Really? Um, How about yes. that? He has thought of things, the kind of colors, the imagery. He thinks of things that he thinks of because of his own lived experience. He has strengths that I could never acquire because I'm not him. Um, and he's gone on to do amazing work with us. Um, early on in couldn't afford our phone anymore. We are on a shoestring budget. And I said, $60 a month for a phone? I can't afford it. I'm going to cancel the phone, Nick. Don't call the number, just email me. And he said, do you know about Google Voice? I said, no. <laughs> so now we have this free phone number in our area code. And we use that to this day. We've had it for three years. Um, so Nick, you know, sometimes we think people need to go to college to be smart. People need to not have a disability to be smart, but I'll tell you, people with disabilities are constantly underestimated. People think, we work with a lot of people who are nonverbal. Nick is verbal. Uh, people who are nonverbal, people think they're non-thinking. People underestimate how smart they are, and that's really the stigma that we're trying to erase. Well, I hired about uh, 30 different people throughout my 11 years uh, uh, with uh, Psycat's web development company, and... Um, I, I really could have used Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Nick, for work. So little plug up. Sometimes when I was out in the community, you know, out at Chamber of Commerce events, which we're now doing virtually, but out in the community, I'd reach into my bag if people ask me for my business card. Sometimes I forgot mine, but I always have Nick's with me um, because if anyone mentions videography, photography, web design, IT support, I'm like. I have your guy. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I have Nick's card. I don't have mine. But I mean, I promote him not because of his autism, but because of his amazing, brilliant gift that he has. And um, I would not be that organization and I wouldn't be where I am um, without his support. So I want people to understand the power that neurodiversity has to increase your bottom line if you're a for-profit business and the power to just amplify your mission and your work if you're a nonprofit like us. Um, bringing neurodiversity in to your work adds a dimension um, and a strength that really should be capitalized so we can all benefit in our community. I was very fortunate to um, use um, nonprofits as a means to uh, increase business. I didn't do it really consciously uh, when I started my business. I wanted to, uh, you know, I was in my uh, late 30s and uh, I, I wanted to um, you know, uh, 
reach out to my community and be part of the community and do things that, you, you know, you start thinking about in your late 30s, uh, you know, actually being a productive member of society. And I, what I learned was actually uh, being, being an ally to a lot of nonprofits, um, you get to meet some of the most important people in the community because everybody who is somebody is a part of some important uh, 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 group in, in that community. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, you know, nonprofits, the ones that are successful, really have, you know, this plane, I, I give the analogy, it's this plane flying, you know, in the sky with two co-pilots. It's the executive director and it's the board. And we've been very lucky to have a very strong board of directors, um, people that are part of our business community. And actually most of them I had not known prior to starting Integrate for Good. So some people, when they're the founder of an organization like I am, they, you know, we get to create our board ourselves when most executive directors are hired by a board. So I had, you know, the privilege of putting my board together. And, you know, some people said to me, oh, you're so lucky. You can put all yes people in place and your friends. And your." I said, you know what? That's not how we're going to thrive and be successful. I want people that are going to challenge my ideas. I want people that are going to bring diverse viewpoints. There's when you look at boards of directors, a lot of times diversity is missing. So I wanted to make sure that we have diversity in our organization, in age, in gender, in sexual orientation, skin color, lived experience, ability. Um, so we have Jenny Levy on our board. She started Integrate for Good for Me from day one as a small project under Access Services. Wow. And pretty significant intellectual disability. And well, save me, oh, do you let her vote? And, you know, it stops me in my tracks because I'm like, well, of course, we, you know, really? Um, but, but, you know, that's, it's not said in a malicious way. It's just that people with disabilities haven't had the opportunity to serve on boards. People aren't used to seeing that. It's not something familiar, but we're like, that's the way it needs to be done. You know, that's the right thing to do. Um, when we think about diversity, and there's been a lot of talk about racial inequality and things these days, um, we believe that any marginalized group that lacks opportunity is a group that we care about. And we want disability part of that diversity conversation because that's what strengthens our, you know, strengthens our community when we have those different experiences. And when, you know, to me, it's a social justice issue that everyone has the opportunities our community affords to all people. Everyone which which is a big topic today, social justice. And I think, um, you know, without using the word woke, uh, you know, I think that, uh, <laughs> I think people are uh, being a little more sensitive to, uh, you know, people around them and some of the issues they may have not thought about before. Um, how can individuals and businesses help out your cause? Yeah, that's a great question. We love that question. Um, so I would say the first way is to donate time. Um, we. What we love is bringing people of diverse abilities together. So you won't see us out in the community having a group of people just with disabilities doing a service project. That's not, we consider that like a separate but equal um, kind of thing. And we don't, we don't do that. Um, not that organizations like Special Olympics, you know, we, we have people that, that are Special Olympians that love that organization. And we think those organizations have a place and they're very important 
what we don't see, which we want to see, is more organizations where people are included doing the same thing together. So if people go on our website, integrateforgood.org, they can, and that's going up tonight, so don't go on like, <laughs> that will be on um, Thursday evening uh, of this week. And people can register. So look at our listing of all different events and just sign up to volunteer one hour a week on Zoom. You don't have to leave your house, just show up. So that would be the first way. Hmm. Um, another way is to share your expertise. So, um, you know, if you want, our board is full right now, but we do have, you know, term limits and things like that. So I encourage people, you know, if they want to serve the nonprofit community, ours or another organization, consider serving on a board of directors and sharing your leadership. Um, it's a great way for you to network and connect, as you were saying, with other people in the community. Um, of course, we're always looking for financial donations. Um, we're a unique organization supporting people with disabilities. We don't um, bill the, the traditional county streams of funding. So we rely completely on individual donations and corporate support. Um, and we also have a small federal grant that empowers us actually to do the virtual work we're doing right now. Um, and we love partnering with school to your time, share your talent. And if we know we're sensitive to every, what everyone's experiencing right now, but if you can make a financial decision, um, you know, to support work that is important to you, if disability work resonates with you and inclusion is important to you, we built this organization on five and $10 donations. So no dollar amount is too small. So those donations make every organization thrive, especially during this time where us, along with our other nonprofit partners in the community, we've all had to cancel those big virtual events um, that usually fund a lot of the work that we do. So we're trying to make that uh, work happen in creative ways so we don't have to stop what we're doing. So we always appreciate people's support with time and other resources. Well, we appreciate you taking the time today to talk to us. Once again, the website is integrateforgood.org. You can go there and get a ton more information about the organization. You can see pictures. Uh, they actually have a video up there that really explains what they do. Uh, you can go to that website. Bev Weinberg, uh, we hope you can check in with us uh, very soon. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time today. Oh, we appreciate the opportunity. We hope everyone stays strong and healthy. Folks, when we come back, we have more for you right here on Ralston Live. Uh, check us out on the web. You can go to facebook.com slash Ralston Live, and we'll be right back. Thanks.